Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Weekly Exchange. This week in Forex and Strategy Game News, we have updates on Driftland, Gladius, Galsiv 3, and much, much more. Nate and Troy. Hey, Troy. Welcome to the show. Nate, it's good to be here. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. It's uh, It's been a busy week, but I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh, just fine. Like Our high for today was 74 degrees where I live. Mm. So we were riding around with the windows down, turned off the air conditioning in the house when we got home, opened up all the windows. In fact, I don't have the AC on right now, just hanging out in my office just recording with my buddy nate windows opening listening to the crickets and the neighbors Uh-oh. yell at each other so it's great. <laughs> that's what i was about to it's ask great. when we're gonna start hearing your neighbors in the background yeah yeah they're shooting out fireworks dogs, so. you know spinning tires on the lawn <laughs> or something like that you know because yeah. they've done that before there's a guy with a Pontiac GTO in my neighborhood, something like a, I don't know, late 60s GTO. Oh, boy. So that may go by. You might hear that in the background. But, yeah, there's a couple out there yelling at their dog. I see. So hopefully you can't hear that, and we could talk about some 4X games. Well, How's that we'll sound? We'll find out. We'll find out um, during the week when people are like, man, what, what was going on? You guys have a weird recording. Some dude's yelling at a dog. Some guy sounds like he's spinning his tires. What's going on, folks? What's going on? It sounds like the Gala Collider strategic expanse. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, it was. All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about some games. And we're going to kick it off with uh, Driftlands, the Magic Revival, which we haven't heard from in quite a while. Uh, In fact, I was just thinking about it earlier today. I'm not even kidding. I was thinking, you know, we haven't heard from Driftlands in quite a while. I don't really know where uh, development stands on that. Last time I saw, they were adding in a ton of stuff. So anyway, we got an update today, uh, August 23rd. And there's only a couple things, but these are really good things. Uh, first, they added a way to quick upgrade your buildings, where you just right-click on the building, either when you're zoomed in or when you're on the like the strategic view, the map view, like the really high-up one, and boom, you can just upgrade it from there. Or you can still do it from the menu, like you used to be able to. And that's something I appreciate. Because like here, I've been playing. The, let's say I've been playing this game for a long time. I've gotten used to doing things a certain way, and then they implement a better way. It's objectively better, but it's going to take me a while to learn that. So having the old way there is really appreciated. 
And then also they've added in a unit list menu for recruitment. It's kind of a nice little spreadsheet for when you want to recruit uh, a, a particular type of unit. And Driftlane has a number of units, a number of different types of units that you could recruit. And so it's nice to be able to just do that kind of like a spreadsheet. It's like a miniaturized version of what you might see when hiring mercenaries in Endless Legend or Endless Space 2. So it's something like that. So I appreciate that. And then they added in some minor bug fixes, which is always appreciated. I hadn't had real problems with bugs in the game anyhow. So a couple quality of life things. That's all. Uh, update 1.2.0 and... Not much more from them, but at least they're still working on the game, and I appreciate that. I th- in a late addition to this news, last-minute item adding to Driftlands, I believe they are now available on Good Old Games or Good Old Games. Oh, are you kidding me? Device. Really? Nope, nope. I, th- I I'm saw. Look two- that up real quick. That's really cool. I'm yep. I'm surprised. Uh, Gog uh, took them. Oh, I mean, not uh, that it's like I'm a so, bad I apologize. game I apologize. or anything. I'm not saying Gog. that at all. It's just Gog. Like we know how uh, picky. Yes, that's a, that's a nice way of putting it. So. I would say patty, but... <laughs> yeah, it's Potato, on. jalapeno, you know, same yeah. difference. 40% off even. So if you want a DRM-free version of Driftland, it's on sale on GOG right now. So go get that. Would you look at that? Cool. Uh, absolutely. And then we also have an update from Proxy Studios for... Gladius Warhammer 40k Gladius Relics of War and this is a small this is just a quick little update that addresses some issues that were um, brought to their attention by the community so nothing big there a couple of crashes a couple of uh, optimization things uh, still no word on what the next DLC is going to be who the next faction is going to be but Eldar or Tau so we shall see Unless they're really going to go out there. But I think until they hit all the major factions, all the main factions, there's no point to go into stuff like sub-factions. You know, like, the, oh, let's bring the Inquisition in here. Or maybe let's bring this particular Imperial Guard or uh, Astra Militarum Regiment or something. This particular Regiment of Renown. Whatever, you know. So, um, just that tiny little thing that they're doing. But again, just like with Driftlands, it's very good because it shows that the developers are still on it. And that there's, you know, back and forth between the community and the developers. So I'm definitely, um, I'm glad about to read this. And at the same time, I'm very happy that the game is out because it is a fantastic 4X that's combat oriented. It's very, you know, like one of the biggest complaints that we have for 4X genre is that a lot of times the games are not sure what they're trying to do. So they're kind of like throwing up a whole bunch of stuff on the dartboard and okay this stuck this stuck that wasn't quite there but with the gladius they knew exactly what they were doing and i think they did it really well so i'm glad that they're continuing to support it i'm looking forward to see what the next bit of content is which could be coming probably i would guess november maybe november december if not day after tomorrow who knows (laughs) yeah really yeah never know for sure all right, next is Galactic Civilizations 3. And we got a notification a couple weeks ago that like any major expansion where they're really going to change the way the game is played is kind of over for Galactic 3, but future DLC is coming. And so this week, we got a peek at one of the new DLCs, and it's called uh, Villains of Star Control Origins. So last year, they added a DLC 
to Gal Civ 3 called Heroes of Star Control Origins, where basically they're kind of taking art and assets from Star Control Origins, putting it in Gal Civ 3 because it's compatible that way. And so this DLC is going to add four new factions, and I'll just give you a, a brief description of each. The first is the Measured, which are sentient coral, like the sea animal that can't move. So I don't know how they ever built a spaceship, but so sentient coral. <laughs> the famist, which are polite cannibals. The Zraki or Xraki, which are interdimensional monsters. So, okay, the first two I think are kind of corny. This one I'm a little bit interested in. And then finally the scribe. And the scribe, uh, this one is like the most compelling faction being added. They were once a, a massive empire, very idealistic, hopeful, optimistic about the future. But their empire, for whatever reason, is slowly dying. And in order to try to stave off that death, they're moving out into the universe, trying to gobble up what they can to keep themselves aligned. So, there they are. Um, yeah, we were discussing this on our forums uh this this new dlc on the main gal civ 3 thread and like the the feelings of it are kind of mixed it's like normally if we get a dlc that adds four factions to a game that's a big deal most of the time you take something like endless legend you get one faction in a dlc let alone four but here i don't think that the excitement that i've i've read is is really there for these four factions it just seems kind of um Oh, taking the easy way out to add them in. It's stuff that already exists, and it's not really part of the Galsiv 3 lore. I don't know. How do you feel about this, Nate? Well, I'm I'm looking at it slightly differently. I think the issue is not so much about it being Star Control or Galsiv lore, because Galsiv, it's, it's about a galaxy. There could be thousands and millions of sapient races in there, you know? So it's not really about that. To me, it's more about Galsif 3 just not having that oomph that people were looking for. So it's like like when we talk about Galsif 3, we have what we like about it. But when unless a person is a huge fan of the game, a lot of times like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's got this is good. That's good. But it's just it's not compelling to me for some reason. And even in our forums, when people were talking about it, that's kind of what the feeling I was getting. And if you ask him what is not compelling about it, they can't tell you. They're like, I don't know. It's just, it's something is missing for me. And this, this DLC, I don't think adds to it. It does add. I mean, yeah, four new races. Each one is different. Personally, I like the coral, you know. So in the larval stages, they do move quite a bit, by the way. But that's, you know, that's how they, you know, at least do it on Earth. But still, um, like for me, if I'm going to pull up a 4X to play, I don't know. Galsif doesn't grab me. There, it's There's good stuff there. I'm not the biggest fan of the combat because if I'm going to look at that kind of a combat, I'd rather look at Endless Space 2 combat wise. And then um, like the movement on the map and all the explore, exploration events, and stuff like that, it's all great. But, you know, once you get to a certain point where it feels like you're winning, you're winning. You're you've won, and you're kind of in the same trap as you are in a lot of other four X's. And you know, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to, to add more to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's done well for itself. It's sold plenty Absolutely. of copies. It's been very successful. It just to me, it just feels kind of more like a a generic space four X. This is like if if somebody wanted to know, well, 
I can only play one game, but I kind of want to know what Space 4X is like. I'd probably send them over to Galsev 3 and say, it says a little bit of what all the others have. You know, it's not necessarily exciting, but it's like a good exemplar of what a Space 4X would be. You know, it like sending them to Endless Space 2, it's got a bunch of weird stuff in it. It's it's a very unique game. Uh, all, all the factions are super different and that sort of thing, but I don't know. Galsev 3 seems like... Well, it kind of occupies the space that the Master of Orion series used to occupy. Yeah, you it's know? like a more traditional 4X. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's like... Take, you take had, the um, best... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't, no, I'm take sorry. the best parts of Galsev 2, and you have it in Galsev 3. But it didn't change in that sense. It's faster. You can do bigger galaxies. You can do way more stuff. Cooler ships. They did so many things to it. But at the core, it's the same game. Whereas if you look at some Civ games, at the core, there's the same game. But like from iteration to iteration, they always do some kind of a major change. Not so much between Civ 5 and Civ 6 as between Civ 4 and Civ 5, for example, or Civ 3 and Civ 4. But still, you know, it's... Like, Galsiv is like a super HD version of Galsiv 2, I think. You yeah. know, with much much higher production value. You know, the game is just more robust. But essentially, at its core, it's still Galsiv 2. And that's what I think people were hoping for more, I guess. You know, this is kind of the issue with, with 4X. It, I mean, and, like, we're not saying it hasn't oh, sold no. well. It's, it's, really a, it's sold a great well. game. It's, it's no, reached it, an audience, for sure. It's, it's, it's a just, great game. When I game. see stuff like this... It, you know, it's okay. Four races and like I, I, I just don't get excited for it. Like if I found out they were adding four factions to Endless Space Two, or four factions to Stellaris, or four well, but factions... Stellaris doesn't have factions. Well, so let's say like species. Four species. Then. Yeah. And, four four you know, species. They play packs. really differently. You know, mm-hmm. you got like the robot people and. Mm-hmm. The the, the people really, robots and yeah you know that sort of thing they play right. differently so I don't know anyway that's all we're getting for uh, Galaxy of Three this week uh, Nate how about you tell us about Pax Nova what's going on with them right so they're still in early access and uh, by the way Rob did a couple of videos talking about it and he mentioned some aspects of the gameplay now we don't know all the specifics but. They have this like teaser tweet. This is Grey Wolf likes to do this. They like to make this like teaser tweet. So like, oh, here's a little sneak peek of what's to come. And then here you go. And then we don't know more until they release it. But based on this, they are um, they're improving biomes with textures, lighting, height. So like you can see elevation, rivers, tile variations and more. So basically one of the issues, I mean, me too. When I first looked at the game, I mean, okay, this looks great, but it's all kind of washed out. And me being the graphic snob that I am, that's, you know, that makes me go, uh, you know. And then they kind of jumped in. They're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. So they showed what it looks like. And it definitely looks good. So graphically speaking, there are improvements. Question is, what will they do with the game? Because we have a preview that Oliver did. We have uh, the videos from Rob where they both point out things. There's all kinds of comments, you know, back and forth in their forums. So it'll be interesting to see how they address actual gameplay because graphics hey i'll be the first person to admit yeah i love good good looking graphics but there's got to be more to the game than just graphics because when there's nothing else to the game other than graphics you know you play it once you're like okay that's it It looked pretty i had my fun and you put it down you never look again right 
Yeah. When somebody you. asks you, when somebody's like, "Hey Nate, can you recommend the game to me?" You don't recommend the game that you only played the one time and never again. You recommend the game that you keep going back to. No doubt about it. No doubt so. about it. So, uh, speaking about of a game, I bet people are going to go back to quite a bit. Interstellar Space Genesis is going to be getting a patch here, and it's going to be version 1.0.4. Actually, it's already happened. Sorry, let me rephrase that. It got it uh, on the 22nd. So, in this patch, they are uh, making a lot of adjustments to the game. First off, there's some new ship 3D models and some user interface tweaks, and also they're making some big adjustments to the AI. So the AI is going to be more more improved and it's going to be more aggressive. And it's going to do that by equipping its ships uh, with more powerful weapons. It's going to bring bigger invasion fleets to planets. And uh, along with this, they're implementing a number of balance changes. A lot of these balance ideas came from community feedback from early play like you know you do your early access and you get the feedback but once your game releases to a broader audience there's always going to be things you didn't see i don't think we've ever had a game release since we started Explorminate that didn't have to go through that so the ai is going to be much improved and in addition to that they're reworking the early game to make it seem less slow like i've been reading the Steam reviews for Interstellar Space Genesis, and one of the most common complaints is the slow early game. Now, I thought Oliver kind of explained why it's slower at the beginning pretty well, and I kind of bought into that. But still, when I read the reviews, and there aren't really that many negative, I I think it's been pretty well received. Let me check its uh, Steam score at the moment here. Yeah, 81% positive. It has been. 101 reviews, 81% are positive. That's that's pretty good. That's really good for uh, the first game from a studio. And, I mean, they should be proud of that. They should be happy with that. So, anyway, they are going to be reworking the early game to make it seem less uh, like a slog for people. Because I know they felt like... The, the ones that gave it negative reviews said, uh, the early game's so boring, you don't get to do anything. So, there's all that. And, in addition, um, they're... They have upgraded the game to the most recent version of Unity, which should solve some crashes for people and then also uh, optimize the game better. But it also means that your old saves aren't going to work. So if you have a game that's 1.0.3 and you upgrade to 1.0.4, you're not going to be able to play it. So just watch out for that. And in addition to all those things, improvements to graphics and oh and one other thing i wanted to mention i just now remembered um they've made it so uh frigates and destroyers can't equip fighter bays anymore you have to have a cruiser or larger ship and that's just fine it kind of makes me want me kind of makes me want to go play uh sins of a solar empire rebellion again because i love putting fighter bays bomber bays on my ships in that game so anyhow that's what we're getting from ISG this past week is pretty significant patch so this should address some of the issues and I'd like to see them uh, taking action here to address some of the problems rather than just letting them linger so props to them I have some good news 
Yeah. Adam Solo, one of the co-developers of the game, uh, posted a very nice and lengthy reply to our Audible extension for Interstellar Space Genesis. And within it, he was talking about the direction of the game. He was talking about some of the feedback that he's getting from the community at large. And it's very inspiring to see an exchange with developers that not just respect their community, but also understand where their community is coming from. Because a lot of times, especially these days, there's a lot of contentious comments and exchanges between the community and the developers and the publishers. And it's I'm very happy to see that. I hope people don't just take something good and turn it ugly. So in case you want to know what I'm talking about, check out the comments for the Audible extension. I'm sure Joe will add a link to the notes to it. All right. So moving away from 4X, let's briefly talk about Fantasy General 2. Now... Um, I've been playing it, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, they just, this week, they updated with a release date. So the game is going to be coming out on Steam, on GOG, and on Slytherin's store on September 5th. So I think at the time you hear this, it's going to be a week away, somewhere around a week away from that, plus minus a day. And basically, this is... Panzer General in a fantasy setting, only this time around, being that it's much later, they've updated graphics, they've updated gameplay. So it's it's a beautiful looking game. I have not run into too many. I've had one or two lockups, not too many technical issues. I know a couple of people that have had some, but the devs keep addressing things. So I, I'm hoping that those are resolved. It's a lot of fun. It's a fantastic right up my alley you know i'm it's it's a good game it's got an awesome upgrade system but i'll talk about it a little bit later so we have an official release date and also they talk about the two different versions of the game that's going to be released so like the hero edition which is limited edition or whatever it is you know and that one has a couple of extra things versus like the general edition which also comes with a bunch of cool stuff it's just you know you know how it is pay a little bit more get a little bit more pay a little bit less and get the retail version you know yeah yeah it they got to make money to make a living. Exactly. So, you know, you don't want it, you don't buy it. They're not they're not hiding too much stuff behind a paywall. I mean, there is an additional prequel campaign, so, you know, there is something there, but the game itself has a lot of great content. So, it's not like you're getting half a game or anything like that. You're getting the full game and if you do the higher the limited version, you know, the hero edition and get a little which is nice. All right. Very cool. Well, we want to report on a Kickstarter, which we haven't done in forever, in mm-hmm. a very long time. So uh, the Alder's Blood game is running a Kickstarter, and at the time of this recording, it's got 12 days to go, which I think will make it about a week to go when you hear this. And Alder's Blood is a Victorian Western tactical stealth game is a lot of different things to put together kind of reminds me of the um deadlands role-playing game setting and essentially you know you've got uh sort of gothic monsters fighting uh western heroes so uh, guys with their winchester rifles and logging axes and things like this and uh the kickstarters going on right now they're trying to raise twelve thousand. And at the time of this recording, they've raised well over 10000 so it's probably going to make. And if you are into these uh, tactical combat slash stealth games, you might give Alder's Blood a try. I like the idea for the setting. I've always liked westerns as far as movies go. 
And when you add in a little bit of weirdness to it, um, I like that too. Have, Nay, have you ever seen the movie? Oh, I just lost the name of it. Cowboys uh, versus Aliens. No, that that was bad. <laughs> it was it was so bad. It was almost good. Uh, there I, there was I, um I, uh it it was called uh Bone Tomahawk was the name of it. Came out the same year as the Hateful Eight. So most people want to see I've, the Hateful Eight, I've, but Bone Tomahawk also had Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell was in both. I've never heard of that movie. And oh, it oh. is it is a weird Western movie, and I love. But is it. it good? Oh yeah, it's good. Okay, it's a really good it. Western. So if you're into Western movies, oh, check yeah. out Bone Tomahawk, and that's kind of the type of thing that Alder's Blood is going for. I think Alder's Blood a little bit more fantastical, but still, like Bone, it, it kind of reminds me of Bone Tomahawk, like the uh, the feel hmm. for it. So okay, anyway, well, I'll, I'll need to check it out. Sounds very interesting. Okay, well, the next game, it's, an, it's another update, though this is not a, a Kickstarter and it's not a small game. It's for Empire of Sin. It's the new game from Romero Games under Paradox, which is basically about 1920s Chicago, uh, the gang wars and things like that, you know, the various gangsters taking over the city, Prohibition, all those things. And it's a, tact- it's a turn-based tactical game. It's, it's city management. It's squad combat. You have all it's, – it's basically, you know, like squad tactics set in the 20s, and they released a new trailer, which, like, prior to this, I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool, but I – it looks good, but uh, it wasn't doing anything for me. And after this newest trailer, I'm like, okay, now it's doing something for me. <laughs> I'm I'm more interested than I was before by quite a bit, actually. So um, I'm curious, you know, listeners, dear listeners, please give it a look. Or if you've already seen it, let us know what you think. I'm very, very curious. And we'll definitely be keeping an eye on it. I mean, it's that, it's that it's got that feeling. I, I'm curious to see how far they will go with what was going on, like not so much staying close to the historical time. Well, okay. Let me paraphrase it. Staying close to actual historical events in a particular timeline versus staying close to how the time was then and just seeing how it plays out. I mean, is it a foregone conclusion that Al Capone's going to control Chicago or will one of the other gangs do it? Will you be one of those, one of the alternatives that takes control? How does that affect, you know, the, the whole city, the whole, you know, the whole game. So I'm kind of curious about that. But I'm definitely keeping my eye on it. Expect to hear more about it in the future from us. And uh, let us know what you think. And with that, that ends our main news items. This week, it's GamesCon. So um, lots and lots of games being demoed and shown and some really cool stuff. But most of them are not 4X. So it's not as much stuff for us to talk about. But there was one 4X game debut that very excited for now i know your feelings about it you've made them known yeah i'll talk about that but you go ahead <clears throat> okay it's and uh that that is the feature for this week's what is and it is humankind by amplitude studios and published by sega and <clears throat> number one i have to say this so this is amplitude's take on the civilization not franchise per se, but if they were doing a civilization game, how they would do it. Now, I've re- I've been following comments. We have a for, so we have a link in the notes to both the Steam page in case it's 
you know you're not following it or whatever or whatever and you want to and we have to their uh, blog post they have on their website where they talk more about it but here's the thing the full disclosure i'm a vip for amplitude which means i get access to a lot of content before anybody else it's like a super secret closed beta group we get to see a lot of stuff we get to give feedback so um sometimes if stuff is really good and you know you guys are wondering oh how did it happen well a lot of times vips share ideas and the developers like oh you know that's a really good idea no that's a horrible idea but it's this back and forth that you do not get with a lot of studios not until the game is already early access at which point usually the game is going to be coming out and this is just like a paid beta essentially where people pay to try it out no we give feedback and we discuss the mechanics and they tell us what they can and can't do and we're you know we're trying to help out to make the games better kind of like what Explorminate essentially the the goal of Explorminate was from the get-go so i've played humankind now i cannot talk about things that they did not talk about and i'm not going to search the net for every little tidbit to figure out what they did and didn't talk about so i'm just going to stay away from those types of questions and if anybody asks me i will not answer them i signed an nda and they take that stuff seriously as do i but i will say it is a fresh take on the civilization genre now is it going to be for every single person I don't know. I cannot speak for anybody else. I like what I see. I am excited by what I've played. Knowing what I know about Amplitude based on their previous games, I know that this game is going to check quite a few of the boxes. Like Because Endless Legend is easily top five game all time of all games for me. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like Endless Legend. Endless Legend is not for me. That's great. Every person has their opinion. Some people say that CSGO is the best game ever. And I would just, <laughs> I'd rather take a hammer to my head and, you know, step in front of a train than play that train wreck. But that's my personal opinion, you know. Oh, Fortnite, amazing game. Yeah, sh- for you, right? I think Bejeweled is an amazing game. I'm not going to fight anybody because there's another game that's just like Bejeweled that's different. You know, who cares? I don't care about that. Human, I like what I see. Now, having said that, this past week, you shared your opinion. And you are not quite on the, in the same um, car of the hype train as I am. So do you want to say why? Yeah. Um, and try to be stuff. nice about it. Remember, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to be nice about it. I'm going to be nice about it. I just, I just want to clear up some things that I think okay. uh, might be misunderstood um first off you know i've had people say you know ask me well i don't think that first off i'm not excited for humankind at all not even a little bit okay not even a smidge so i want to put that out there i am the i'm not uh dreading the game okay Okay. so i don't like i'm not like uh groaning when Mm -hmm. when i hear it it's just i don't care about it and i'm i'm in the very strongly do not care about it okay and so i've had people say well don't you think amplitude has the right to do it and i'm like that's not even my argument like of course they have the right to do it i'm just i'm not questioning their right to do it i'm questioning their judgment in choosing to do it you know i might have a buddy uh make the decision to go to his bank withdraw all his money in cashier's checks and then light them on fire and I might say, um, I have some opinions on, on that, and I don't think you should. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what Amplitude is doing here. I don't think they're going to lose money on this game. I think it'll do okay. But I think it'll be one of their, probably their worst performing title that they've come out with. And I'll tell you why. 
a lot of I've read a lot of comments like, man, they're gonna take some of that sieve pie, and they don't even have to get much of that sieve pie in order to to be their best selling game out there. I mean, all these sieve players are desperately wanting a new take on sieve, and I don't believe they are. I, I think people have a misunderstanding of the market. Civ fans are not 4X game fans. That's a different group of people. There's a lot of 4X game fans that play Civ and enjoy Civ. But the kinds of people that are playing Civ don't play 4X games. They play Civ. And I want to talk about what I mean using some hard numbers. So I pulled up Civilization on Steam charts. You can look at uh, the concurrent players on Steam playing Civ. And so I'm looking at Civ 6. Currently, it has 23,600 playing. Civ 5 has 22,200 playing. Civ 4 has 1,300. And this is going to blow your mind, Nate. Civ 3 has 1,100 people playing it. Mind blown. Now, How are many there 4X for- games better than Civ 3 out there? No. Oh, yes. No. Lots of them. <laughs> no. I don't know what you're talking about. I want to yeah. know how many people are playing Call to Power civilizations call to power i have no idea i'm not even gonna look that up but anyway we got 1100 people playing civ 3 which is probably the one people uh, like the least at least when it came out so let's look at the endless games right now endless space 2 589 endless legend 323 endless space 1 82 okay civ players are not looking for 4x games to go play they want to play Civ. So that fan base is not gettable for humankind. It just isn't. They aren't there to be hmm. gotten. Now, you might be able to build a case that perhaps Civ 4 players who hate Civ 5 and 6 would be interested in humankind. So I'm willing to concede that there, there is a chance that there is that audience out there. But seeing 1,100 people still playing Civ 3, like right now, Playing Civ 3 blows my mind because Civ 4 is just a way better game. I don't know why you'd want to play Civ 3. It's bloated. It's it's not very fun. It's the I think it was the worst one of the franchise. Um, but there's still 1,100 people playing it compared to 589 for Endless Space 2. Uh, this is why when making historical games, um, Total War doesn't do the Stone Age to Modern Age game. Uh, Three Kingdoms has about 14,000 people playing it. Warhammer 2, well, let's, let's stick with the historical. Rome 2 has 5,000. Medieval, 3,000. Total War Empire, 3,000. Attila, 2,000. Um, Napoleon, 1,200. Okay, and again, that's the Endless Games, 500, 382. And so I don't think that those pockets of players are available to amplitude to kind of win over some will i'm not saying they're completely killed but around a hundredth of one percent i would say but let's also look at amplitudes Hmm. fan base Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people playing endless games that are also not 4x fans they are fans of the endless storyline and you can go check out um their their forums on games together and uh the steam forums for the endless games and see what they're saying about humankind. And what I see a lot of is, well, why would I be interested? It doesn't have to do with the endless storyline. And so amplitude is all 
is aiming, per perhaps, I don't know, maybe they don't care about getting Civ players, but they're aiming at a player base that is not available. If the Civ players were available to 4X games, there'd be more people playing all these different 4X games. Uh, I'd much rather play Endless Space 2 than Civ 3. Endless Space 2, much newer game, much better game, beautiful game, but, you know, there's twice as many people playing uh, a game that's, what, how old now? 15 years old? Something like that? Over that? Endless Legend, you were just talking about how it's top five game all time. I agree with you 100%, Nate. I think it is. 300 there, 1,100 playing Civ 3. Because Civ fans want Civ. They don't want something else. So Amplitude's going to alienate a portion of mm. their fan base by not mm. making an Endless game. And they're mm. not going to get the Civ or the Total War fan base because those are Civ and Total War fans. The only 4X game that has managed to kind of break out of, like, not just the 4X fan base, but draw in more is Stellaris. They currently yeah. have uh, about 10,000 people playing. That's very respectable. That's great. But take uh, something new. Uh, Age of Wonders Planetfall just came out. Uh, great game. Um, I think some of the negative reactions to it I'm seeing on the Steam are a bit ridiculous. Like, people play three-tenths of an hour. And give it a negative review. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I think that's crazy. But right now, Planetfall, brand new game, beautiful game, uh, in the running for one of the best ever, I think. Mm -hmm. Twenty seven hundred people play. Mm. Uh, so this this is what I'm saying. Um, human. So you're kind, saying Explorminators are the only ones playing Planetfall right now? Every single Explorminator. <laughs> Every single Explorminator is on Planetfall. No, <laughs> that's Planetfall. not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is humankind. It has, or Amplitude has put itself in a position to have a very difficult time driving, you know, gathering a fan base for humankind. It's not going to get the Civ players. It's not going to get the Total War players. They're going to lose their endless players. Okay, so what's left? Well, the 4X fan base. And I mean, I could just pull up another game. What's another popular game? Um, let's say Galsiv. I think Galsiv does actually pretty good. Let's see who, how many people are playing Galsiv right now. Um, 784, okay? that That's the pool of players they can get. And there are certain, like, Galsiv diehards, but th that that's a small number. They could get... So you're looking at 784 there for Galsiv. Um, what else does really well? Maybe Thea 2? Thea 2? It's a weird game, no. but it's 4X players. All right, Thea 200 players. 200 players playing Thea 2. Just came out. Mm -hmm. Um... So, I mean, that's really good. Um, 200 players for as, as long as Thea 2's been out and for being such a niche game, that, that's really good. But I don't think Amplitude is wanting just really good for a 4X game. I think they're wanting to build. And, and, you know, they talked about this in their interviews. All the games we've made have led us up to this point. We want to make these other games basically to accumulate a pile of money and experience, because it does take experience to play or to, to make good games, and they had to learn. And Endless Space 2 is definitely a better game than Endless Space 1, and Endless Legend, like we say, is an all-time classic. They hit it out of the park there. And, you know, they also did Dungeon of the Endless. Uh, but, that I mean, that's great. I think Humankind will be a, a solid game. I think it'll be a good game. I just don't think there's a lot of people that want that game. The Civ players, I don't think, want it. The Total War players, I don't think, want it. The endless players, I don't think, want it. And I think among the fan base that's left, the, the core 4X fan base, there's some that just 
don't want a historical game. They only want to play space ones or fantasy ones. And so I look at the the potential growth for humankind, and I see it as less than what an Endless Legend 2 would have been. Or what Amplitude could have done with Endless Mm. Steampunk Mm. or Endless Horror, where they create a world that's got... Uh, you know, um, well, that's the, the essentially monsters dungeon. like vampires. That's Dungeon of the Endless. That's Dungeon of the Endless, but that's not a 4X game. It's right, right. sort of a roguelike. Oh, uh, it is exactly a roguelike, tower defense roguelike. Yeah. So they, you know, they, they could uh, Endless Zombies. What if that was the name of their next game? Endless Zombies. That would get people uh, interested. Uh, I think Endless Legend are... 2 would get people interested. At least Endless are... Steampunk would be something mm. we don't have in the right. genre. And so here we are, we're getting Humankind. It's a take on a game that first came out in 1991. That'll be, the 30th anniversary for that game will be one year after Humankind launches. That's 30 years. We've basically had this type of game that Amplitude is making when they could have done something we've never seen before. And that's why I'm upset. That's what bothers me is... The opportunity cost of making humankind, rather than Endless Legend 2, or Endless Steampunk, or Endless Zombies, or Endless Cyberpunk, or Endless something that we've never seen before. So we're getting something we have, and, you know, most people can find something to play in Civ 6, Civ 5, or Civ 4. Those are all different. They're all really good. Um, But we're getting what amounts to Civ 7, except it doesn't have the uh, pop culture the place in pop culture that Civilization has managed to carve out for itself. Civilization is playing a whole different game. They're not a 4X game, even though that, I mean, it is a 4X game. But it, it isn't, like, part of the 4X community. It's, it has transcended that into something completely different. It is its own genre. Civilization is its own genre. And, and, and so that's what I see for humankind. I see a game that's not going to perform well in, uh, on the market. Mm. I see mm-hmm. that it's going to have a hard time drawing an audience. Wow. And uh, I see what? Um, it, it, we probably won't get a new game from Amplitude until 2023. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to wait until wow. 2023 to get what we could have gotten in 2020. Well, I hope you're wrong. Me too. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not an Amplitude hater. I love Amplitude. Uh, oh. I've played all their games. Um <laughs> I love Endless Legend. I've got, but I actually have more hours in Endless Space Two than Endless Legend, surprisingly. Uh, well, didn't and you I hate Space Four X games. Didn't you review it? Yes, I did, and I loved it. So, mm. I loved it. It yeah. made me love Space Four X after years of not liking it. I see. So I love Amplitude, and I guess that's why I'm upset too, because I just see this as I know it's their dream. I know it's their dream. It's what they always wanted to do with their lives. They wanted to do it before they even made the yeah. Endless games. Yeah, that was... I know. I know. But what I'm saying is, for me, it's disappointing that this is the direction they're going when they had done really well for themselves going in a direction that Forex had never gone. Mm. I see. And okay. Well, that's what I'm upset about. Based on what you, based on your explanation and how you presented your perspective, I understand what you were getting at now. Well, I understood it before, but now I understand the reasoning behind that. I think you're wrong. <laughs> okay, I hope you're wrong. Let's. Th- I don't think you're wrong. I think you probably have a lot of good points there. I hope you're wrong because Civ Six 
still has a lot of people that are unhappy. And maybe that's where humankind steps in and brings that something different that the Civ community wants and they haven't had for a while. Because look at what happened with Beyond Earth and the the expansion for Rising Tide. Look at Civ 6. Only now, after the second expansion, are people finally, gathering storm, are people finally starting to look at Civ again. But even now, like myself included, it needs a third expansion. It's not as complete a game as Civ 5 was, you know? What if even that though third it has expansion... What if that third expansion mm-hmm. launches the same month Humankind does? Well, that would be tragic for Amplitude if that happened. If I were in charge of Civ, being a cutthroat mm-hmm. businessman, that's totally what I would do. No. Yeah. Yes. And on that note, because <laughs> boy, who I, 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 was I mean, that would be about the time, right? Yeah. I was walking around with some balloons, inflatable inflated balloons, and there were clowns. And after you passed by, the clown is crying. The mime is <laughs> lying on the ground, holding his heart. I think he had a heart attack. All the balloons are dead. All the kids, all their hot dogs and ice creams are on the floor. I don't know what you did, Troy, but <laughs> you did it. So, all right. Um, you want to talk about the Steam Top July releases? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Have you looked at this? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I love what I saw there. I absolutely <laughs> All right. Love- so this is something we've started doing, and I don't know how much more we could do it, is Steam is releasing its best-selling games um, for each month now. <laughs> and there's a fair it's number of awesome these games game. we can't talk about. Oh, we can talk about it. We just can't oh, discuss it in any great detail. Them. No, because this is a family show. We don't even allow right. cussing, so we're not going to allow this right. either. But there, there right. are... Uh, some Adult interesting games. We, games. We, we can't Adult talk about uh, Field of Glory Empires, for instance. Uh, mm-hmm. Godhood. List. Godhood. Uh, yeah, I was just going to talk about that. Um, I just did a Q&A for Burned Land, which is kind of a mix mm-hmm. of a God game and a 4X game. And, mm-hmm. like, here's Godhood. And, like, I wonder if these, like, God-type games are making a comeback. You yes. Know, the, the old ones, yes. um, what were they? Yep. Populous. Populous, and you had... Uh, Oh, there are a bunch of them. Was it black and white? Yes. Black, yeah, it's also from him, by the way. Yeah. So, so those were pop, in there. The Populous. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, there was a VR game in there. I was really surprised. I didn't know like VR had enough people playing it. There was a VR name, game called Gorn, which comes from the de- developers of Broforce and another game we can't talk about. Uh, but it's a, like a gladiator game for mm-hmm. VR, which I imagine would be really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I saw something else that was really, really interesting. What was it? I like Kill Squad and Gloomhaven is based on a board game. Yeah. Um, Dungeon Crawl. I'm yep. Hearing really good things about it. Yeah. There's also a uh, Supremacy, which is a World War One uh, strategy game, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's neat to see strategy games up in there. So, oh, and they also did like a five years ago. What was it? Like five years ago, this is what was really popular. So Elseward. X Plane Ten. I have no idea what that. Yeah, Magic Twenty Fifteen. That's Magic the Gathering. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Legend of Heroes, Trails no in the Sky, that. and Pixel no Piracy. No clue what that is either. Yeah. So like five years ago, apparently, uh, I didn't know what was going on with Steam. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I've never heard. Well, I've heard of Magic, but that's it. <laughs> the rest, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about. And um, yeah, um. The top sellers of Steam will uh, show you some games that are pre- 
are popular and also provide you with an uh, adult education now. <laughs> I so, thought you were going to say something else the way you started. Uh, dude, seriously, it's like a third of the games now. Um, anyway, so as long as this doesn't get too ridiculous, we'll try to cover this every month. Right, and, right. Uh, once it does get ridiculous, we'll just move on to something else. Right. <laughs> So, anyways, having said that, what have you been playing this past week? Uh, I had some more time to game this past week, Ooh. so hooray for that, finally. What did you play? What'd you play? Uh, I played some Blitz, um, and I'm rusty, so I got okay. slaughtered, uh -oh. and I've been playing some Thea 2. Uh -huh. Are you rusty uh, getting slaughtered there too? Uh, no, 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 no. I've got it figured out now. Once you nice. figure it out, like once you figure it out, mm -hmm. you can play the game, but the learning curve is steep. And yes, it, it is. is very unforgiving. Very. And uh, then, like, I, I wanted to check out a few other games uh, just to refresh my memory on them for some other things we got going on. So I played uh -huh. some Age of Wonders 3 and mm -hmm. some Endless Legend. Mm -hmm. And, oh, man, I got to tell you, Nate. I'm listening. I, let's see. I played, I think, three hours of Endless Legend this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that game is just so good. Like, yes, I chose the Draken. Uh-huh. And... I just, like, playing it was so nice and relaxing. I love the soundtrack for it. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, Civ Four won a Grammy for its soundtrack, but Endless Legend soundtrack is the one I listen to at work. Endless Legend is way better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, way better. Not even close. Fly by No, he's the one that does all the uh, music, for them. music yeah. for them, is a phenomenal. And that's another thing. Just... I hate to go back to Humankind, but Humankind will have great music. I'm sure yes. they'll get Fly By No to do it. It'll yes. be fantastic. It yes. won't be a game that's won a Grammy like Civilization, but still, it should win a Grammy. Fly By No is uh, phenomenal. The, the, the best composer in 4X right now. Easily. Easily. I agree. And um, I don't say that because I'm a fanboy, because I legitimately like the music. It's yeah. fantastic. I listen to it when I'm not playing. That's what I listen mm -hmm. to at work. So, I believe you. Uh, there you go. That it's the the soundtrack is entertainment, not just the game. Yep. So uh, that that's it for me. How about you? So I can finally talk about a game that I've been playing, Humankind. Can't tell you anything about it, but I can tell you that I've been playing it for a bit. Here you can't and tell us anything about it. I look. You know, Rob, I'm going to ask you one question. I'm going to ask you one question. If you say you can't answer it, that's fine. Yes. Does it allow you? to reassign targets for units that no longer have a valid target in combat. I cannot answer that because I don't think they mentioned that any. Okay. But here's well, what in I your little say. VIP form. I don't know if they're keeping endless legend combat, but if they are. No, no, no. This so let me tell you what I can tell you. Okay, tell me what you can tell me. So the combat for humankind is more evolved than an endless legend. So an Thank endless you. legend, it was like partial. It was you assign orders and you can either assign orders every turn or every other turn, meaning that you can skip a turn and then the, the AI takes over and then the AI does AI things, you know? <clears throat> the only Which bad part liked. about the game. Yeah, exactly. Though it's improved. They, uh, endless legend has had the community balance patch which even though it did not get AI work dedicated to it, not yet at least, because everybody's like focused on Endless, Endless Space 2 and we're working on Humankind, it did get a lot of the code that's there 
the fixes that were put in actually in turn made the AI play the game better. Even though the AI wasn't adjusted, it's actually playing the game better. So if you do it with the community balance patch, which I believe is an official patch for it at this point, or maybe it's still in beta. So if you want to check it out, you opt into it. But I'm pretty sure it's fully out now. But um, if you do it, you'll see that the game plays better. So anyway, so in Humankind, combat is full tactical now. Okay. That's all I can tell you. Because they had said it, and they made it uh, like a big point. We, we have our announcement that has it in it as well. So that's it. But I mean, I, I honestly, I, I, I can't run all over the internet trying to figure out what was and wasn't said and where it was and yeah. wasn't said. Yeah, I wouldn't so expect. I'm not going to say anything, you know. I don't want. I don't need the headache, and I don't want to, you know, have somebody come back later to me. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. NDA, you know. Ugh. But I will say that I've played it, and I like what I'm seeing. And there's a lot of interesting stuff in the game that people that play Civ are going to be like, uh, "Wow!" Now, if only my Civ game could do that. So that's all I can say in that regard. And the game is just absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. So <laughs> with Amplitude Games, you know the game will be gorgeous. You know the game is going to have excellent music. You know, like, the UI is going to be awesome. So that's already, like, one of the major things that people always complain about in games is, like, bad UI. And you know that that's not going to be an issue here. So, you know, there's that. Who knows? Maybe that's what people are looking for. Okay, so that's one. I've been playing some Age of Wonders Planetfall because we're going to be recording the Odyx for it. So I need to get caught up. I haven't had lately too much sea time with it. And they've done a couple of updates. So I've been playing it. And I have to admit that I'm really enjoying the game. Um, I wish there were more factions, but I'm pretty sure that those will be coming with the DLC or expansions or however it's called. So... I'm pretty sure they'll be coming, so I'm not too worried about that. But yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's improved. Like the combat has been improved over Age of Wonders three, and just it's it's not a fantasy game. If I want fantasy, I have Age of Wonders three. If I want like fantasy or sci-fi, uh, sci-fantasy or fantastical science fiction, then I have Endless Legend. This is full on, you know, post-apocalypse. Uh, terrestrial 4x that is you know it's it's a great game and definitely a contender for game of the year for 2019 and it's not going to be one of those things where it's like well there's nothing else to vote for so let's vote for this it's gonna because that's what in the past people have done like oh well you know yeah it's a pretty good but yeah all right i'll vote for it whereas with this one nobody's going to be like oh i'm voting for this because there's nothing else people are going to vote for it because this is a good game so i've played that and then of course i've played quite a bit of thea and I've had some very interesting things happen in my game in Thea. So I was, I'm achievement hunting and I've been trying to go after the, achie- the kindergarten achievement where you start just with two human kids and try to survive a hundred turns. And I have it cranked down to the easiest possible setting and I'm just being crushed. And I'm like trying to figure out how to get it. I know it can be done and I've read how people got it, but I'm not going to put my kids on a raft and hope they survive in the open water. <laughs> that's cruel <laughs> so, yeah that's what people are doing another one is uh they have nia which is basically the goddess of the dead and have your chosen die and then get brought back as an undead skeleton and maybe that way it will survive and i'm just like uh okay yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> do that either so but yeah so i i did the achievement where you have your chosen as a rat so and- how did you get your chosen to be the rat though well when you pick your go- your deity, you get to pick your chosen. 
So if you have any, so you have two, ba you basically have two boxes. You have boxes yeah. on the right, which yeah. are just the various characters you can have, the various, you know, war band members and box, I mean, on the left and boxes on the right could be like their gear or bonuses they get or maybe equipment or animals or, uh -huh. you know, bonuses to relationships. So one of them is like a rat. That. So I started with a rat and I had the rat as my chosen. Okay. okay. And then I had... And yeah, I haven't drooling. bothered with that one. With that, that one is that one is fun. The rat, rat card. Yeah, it's fun because the rat card starts with strength of the. Soul. So if you get somebody that can summon skeletons, oh my god, you you become like, <laughs> you you quickly have like this juggernaut of a rat as you chosen, and it opens up so many. Like I wasn't sure at first, like is it going to be fun? And I had so many cool quest opportunities that opened up to me, like quest dialogues that I've never seen before, playing in all the other times with all the different deities and all the different types of chosen and party members. I've never had that happen. So now I'm trying to think, maybe I should try a different types of chosen. Maybe a demon is a chosen or something to see what that's about, you know? Yeah, I did see the achievement for it. So, I did, yeah, I got it. It was fun. And basically when you, so you have your main quest and you have your god quest, which are kind of there's overlap but they're two different quests so if you complete your god quest i'm playing with zavina and if you complete your god quest with her you get to change the class of the chosen so i've had it before where my elf was a druid and then my elf became a warrior and i was like oh that's kind of neat so with my rat uh, my rat became a river river rusalka or river siren oh cool neat and and then of course i made the other ring for my chosen and my chosen is like total beast now it's awesome it's so much fun but yeah so speaking of tier 2 we're going to be recording the audible extension for it so stay tuned you're probably going to hear it from us in the next couple of weeks and uh, we will discuss I think tier 2 at great length in that so I'm not going to say much more and then a, a little bit more aggressors ancient Rome I'm still uh, plugging away the review and um, I'm hoping to have it ready for editing soon ish you know how that goes yeah for sure so that's it. I think that's it for me. You got anything? Uh, There's something else, but I can't think of what it is. All right. Well, uh, should we close this one up then? I think so. Go ahead. So with that, I want to thank all our patrons for your patronage. You're awesome. You make all this possible. To our listeners, as a quick update, uh, I believe Rob is looking for a new host because we've had HipCast for many years now and the last year I've had so many issues with him. I'm just, I'm tired. I don't have any more patience. And like the person that is usually handling our account is really nice. And she's like just busting her butt trying to make things happen. But even she's getting frustrated. Not with me. She's like, I don't get it. Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? I just don't understand. And it's like, you work for them and you don't understand. What do you think? How do you think I feel? So Rob is definitely going to be checking out some other alternatives to HipCast. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll have something more reliable and no more weird. You know, I post something on this day and it doesn't appear for a week. You know, that one. And um, YouTube content is coming. I can't really. It's not for me to say what's what. But I know that Dallin is working on some stuff and so is Rob. So stay tuned for that. And I think Oliver has another piece in the works, and I know you have a piece in an exposition in the works that's being edited, so that'll be coming sometime in the next also week or two, I think. And I think that's it. You got anything? Mm, no, I think that'll do it. We'd like to thank everyone for joining us this week on the Weekly Exchange. We really enjoyed having you. This has been Troy and Nate for Explorminate. Take care, everyone. See ya. <laughs>